Welcome to the Electri International series, Think Like a Leader. We all enjoy hearing another person's success story, and we hope our conversations with leaders from across the electrical construction industry will help spark your interest and creativity in finding ways you can think like a leader. Today, we are honored and privileged and excited to be talking with Rex Ferry. Rex is president and CEO of VEC Electrical, based in Ohio. Firm has been around for a very long time, and I'm sure Rex is going to have a lot to tell us this morning. So thanks so much for joining us, Rex. We appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm glad to do it. VEC has served the electrical construction market since you purchased it as Valley Electrical Consolidated. And if I'm reading my notes right, that was back in 1990. But obviously, the company has grown a lot. As the leader of the firm, what elements and what practices do you see that are essential to maintaining the sustainability of the firm overall? Communication, it starts with communication. But we consistently plus accountability, want sustainability. When I, and, and the reason for saying that sustainability is I want everybody that works or is part of the VEC team to know that it's their responsibility to pass their opportunities onto their families long-term. I want my grandchildren to have a job here. I want my children's children and their children to have a job here. So by doing that, we communicate that constantly to them, let them know it's not so much Rex or the team leader's responsibility, it's their responsibility to make sure this company is going in the right direction and they make the good decisions for everybody here at NBC. Well, you have so many different types of various relationships that are part of the whole at VEC. How do you keep a balance with all of those relationships, both on the business side and on the personal side, since clearly many of your family members are part of the business. Yes, uh, right now I think we're currently got 22 family members in the business, either working in the field or in-house. But I thought about this long and hard when you sent these questions over. When you go into business, it becomes your life. Everything circles around, around that business, making it successful. And one of the things, my closing comments to, once I present at the company is I close with three things, faith, family, and community. I want them to have and know their God that they want to choose and follow. And I want them to be a husband, wife, brother, cousin, and uncle, but be a good family member with the family and then give back to the community. The community has been very good to us. So it's up to us to give back to the community and support. In the description materials about your company, you place a very high and important emphasis on safety. How do you encourage your project managers and site supervisors to take leadership roles in promoting safety? Because that's a key element of your ability to be a great company. Absolutely. Safety is number one in our list of core values. We start every meeting with the safety, what's happening, what's going on, what reports have to be done. We have two full-time safety directors and their job is to make sure everybody comes to work safely and goes home safely. And we push that and convince that to all our leadership out there. We don't cut any corners. We wanna make sure everybody arrives safely and goes home the same way every night to their families. As we lived through the pandemic and obviously we are still living through it, 
Were there specific things that you had to do to make safety even a more imperative issue for your entire staff? What did you folks do to make it work? Yeah, that's a good point because they and the folks put this together. You know, we followed all the rules that CDC put down and created our own. Everybody worked at home for almost nine months. No one missed a paycheck, but we, we were able to continue to do business. And a lot of it we discovered we don't need all this office space anymore. With technology and just like we're doing right now, Zoom meeting, we use life size. Our meetings, you can sit right at home and, and still be part and be active in the company. So again, it goes back. We always focus on the, the people first. If you don't feel well, please don't come in. Secondly, then we had masks and all, all that for a while. And, and now we're pretty much back to, I won't call it normal, but everybody's still very cautious. We're doing okay. We had a couple incidents with people that, in fact, uh, Dominic is just closing out of his 10-day uh, time period at home. He ended up with it last week. So again, we're all very careful about COVID. When you talk about Zoom meetings and using the technology, does there come a point at which you say, boy, I've got to be face-to-face with that person. I have to be there to grab her arm, not her arm, but necessarily, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what I mean, to talk face-to-face with them, not just camera-to-camera. Deal with staying strong as a leader while you're implementing new technologies and making the best use of them. I'm not involved in the day-to-day operations anymore, but I do make an effort when I'm in town to go in. I still shake hands, see people, say hello. One of the questions we'll get into, it's it's about, again, I'll go back to the family. I'm concerned about their family. I want to make sure the two kids they just had are doing well and, and the baby's okay and Mom's all right, and they're going to school. Those are the things that I like to focus on now. When you think about the future of the electrical construction industry, are there particular new trends and issues that are coming at us faster than we ever could have imagined, other than the pandemic, that you really want your company now being run by a whole slew of family members, but nevertheless, it is still your company, Are there things in the EC industry that you say, we have to pay attention to this right now? Well, one of the things I've always preached is constant change. Being aware of where is the industry looking today, because six months from now, it'll be looking in a different direction. So being aware, being focused on listening to your clients, what they're saying, what their needs are. And then we develop from that an action plan to support them. But again, we found over the years and Rex has found over the years that the client generally doesn't know what they really want. That's where change orders come from. They thought this is the direction that they needed to go. Now we try to get right up front, right up front with the client and say, let's talk about your project because there's things in there as we're reviewing it. We don't think you really need. You should be doing it this way. There's a savings here and we think you should be aware of it. But if you, when you say to a client, we don't really think you should be doing it this way. Do you talk that through first with the architect and the GC before approaching the owner so that they don't get mad at you for stepping on their territory? Well, you know, Carolyn, a lot of our business is direct contact with the customer. The architects, we don't do a lot of plans and spec type bid work. We're pretty much right in with the owners on their projects and help them develop a a plan. Sure, some architects are involved, but again, we're not there to cut anybody out. We're there to make sure that the client understands what they're getting, because at the end of the day, somebody's going to get blamed and we don't want it to be us. Right. In your material about the company, 
You invite subcontractors to come to partner with VEC. Now, each subcontractor also has its own leader. So how do you and your VEC team maintain overall leadership position when you're working in these partnership arrangements? Well, I thought about that question when you sent it to me. And I think the key word there, it's a little word, but it's very big, we. It's all about us making sure we understand the direction we want to go. And again, we don't go into a partnership to beat anybody out. We go into a partnership to win and to win for everybody involved. And that includes the client. Again, it's we. What are their needs? They might have something we have we can help them with or vice versa. And we'll share that technology or share that equipment or or share ideas because we want a successful project for the client. I've known you a long time, Rex, first with the PAC and then in your presidency of NECA and obviously everything you've done with Electri. How would you encourage today's emerging young leaders to prepare themselves for leadership opportunities, either locally, regionally, or nationally. If somebody says to you, boy, Rex, I really would like to get all the way to executive vice president or become NECA president, whatever. What are some of the important things that you want to tell future leaders? I thought about this one again, too. And I think the biggest thing that helped me personally to grow was to read. I read John Maxwell's leadership promises for every day, every morning. John does a great job opening you up your ideas, giving you some direction look. Then you got different books like Jim Collins, Good to Great, The Toyota Way by Jeffrey Liker, and Howard Schultz had this from Starbucks from the ground up. Reading those leadership books, first word comes out is integrity. It teaches you your yeses are yeses and your noes are noes. But uh, reading, I would say to all young people, everybody gets something different out of every book, but that's how you focus on changing yourself, helping yourself grow. And as you grow as a leader, you're able to help everybody else around you. When you think about all of the different things that Electric International has accomplished and all the years that you have been involved with the organization, what are some of the things you think that its work has had the most impact on in terms of the EC industry? First thing that came to my mind, Carol, was relationships. Going to those meetings, sitting there and listening And what are the new ideas are coming up and then going home and implementing them, I think was the key to the growth for VEC. Finding out that you don't have a unique problem. We have a problem and we together need to figure out how we're going to resolve it. And I think Electri's done a good job at that, helping us understand that we need to change. Change is constant and being aware of it. Obviously, prefab and technology are, are not old news, but it came from Electri's foundation, the start of that was in that, in those meetings, in those rooms. So they, they've done it. What Electric International needs to accomplish for the industry going forward. A lot of times people will say, you don't know what you don't know. How would you as a leader help the leaders, today's leaders of Electric International figure out broad areas and then really fine tuning what they should be focusing attention upon over the next three to five years. Are there certain things that you say, get away from that, we've done that enough, but now you really need to do X. Again, I'll go back to the technology pieces ever-changing prefab. There are just so many different ways. So we've learned that from Electri and we brought it home to BEC and really fine-tuned it ourselves. But again, it's the networking. It's us getting in the room, sitting there, and listening to someone's problem, thinking, well, I have that same issue. 
And then together through conversation and working together, hiring the outside professors or different leaders out there and come back again and to discuss it even further or come up with a white paper. It's been very valuable for me and everybody in my company. Do you think that the NECA chapters across the country are, and I realize electric has been around a long time, but do you see an increase as you talk to people around the country in their understanding of how many different types of valuable tools and opportunities Electra is bringing to them? Or is it still an unsung hero of the industry? I think bringing Josh on board has been a good thing. It was getting very stale. In fact, I remember you might have been at a few of the meetings. We were quite upset with it being stale and it was time to move on. Uh, even down to the point where we were hiring professors who couldn't even understand them. I think they finally got that worked out and fixed. I think it's a great tool in the NECA toolbox. NECA needs it for its young owners. Just because Rex has been through the industry in the last four years, and the new Rex is coming out, they need to do through those same steps. And Electri is a good tool for them to use. What was the hardest thing you ever had to do at VEC? Well, you know, when you're in leadership, there's times when there's people that just aren't measuring up and you have to step up and make those tough decisions and you have to let them go. And I'm a firm believer of just not saying you're fired and gone or we're going to let you go. We bring you in. We discuss why the situation. And I've had some people come back after they went ahead and got some more education or their at mostly his attitudes changed and come back to be part of the team. When you think about your own career, what would you tell our audience is the best advice that you have ever received personally or professionally? Well, personally, it's my faith. It gave me a good solid base to grow on. And then I think the other thing we, we were talking earlier, it's to listen. Don't go into the room to show everybody how dumb you are. Go into the room and learn how smart everybody else is and learn from that. So listening, I think, was a big thing that helped me. I would recommend that to everybody to listen to what's going on there. Think about it before you open your mouth and say something and remove all doubts. Speaking of opening your mouth, is there any other question or topic that I haven't asked you about that you want to make sure we cover with our audience? Yeah, you know, uh, I've skipped over a little bit on one of the questions there, but it, it's basically on technology. I see that we are, NECA is going in a direction or the industry, let me put it this way, the industry is going in a direction. You're going to have the very small contractors and then you're going to have the large contractors. And why I say that is technology is expensive, all right? I have three IT people on staff. One of them is a .NET programmer. No longer go out on the job sites and see a roll of drawings. You got iPads. You've got uh, laptops out there communicating daily with the phone. And that's expensive. And it takes support people to make that happen. So the small shop is not going to be able to compete with the larger firms. But I think technology is where our industry is really going. And those who understand it, embrace it, and use it as a tool, just no different than a gang box or a drill motor, they're going to be the ones long-term are going to be successful. And does Electri have a role in helping contractors to understand that or to develop those tools? Yes. You know, again, classes come out of Electri and they're being taught at our convention. So, yes, I'd say Electri still needs to be very aware and these are the types of directions they should be looking at. What does the average small electrical contractor need that we can help them embrace it, understand it, and use it so they can be successful? Rex, I want to thank you very, very much for your time today. It is clear that your commitment to faith, family, and community have stood you well over the years. You are well-respected and well-loved in this industry. 
We're sending you our best wishes for a wonderful 2022. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for joining us for today's Think Like a Leader conversation. You can access every interview in this series on our website, electri.org, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. This is a remarkable look inside the electrical construction industry, and it's yours for the listening.